Hello and welcome to the Idaho Reports podcast. I'm Logan Finney. An Idaho man was arrested last Friday following early morning reports of gunshots fired at power substations at the Hell's Canyon and Brownlee Dams, known collectively as the Hell's Canyon Complex and operated by Idaho Power. According to reports by KTVB and the Idaho Statesman, Washington County Sheriff's deputies were dispatched around 12.30 a.m. last Friday and located a man on a white motorcycle who matched the description of the suspect. According to law enforcement, he accelerated and sped up to 80 miles per hour through a 25-mile-per-hour zone in Cambridge, Idaho. After finally stopping the motorcycle on the highway, deputies arrested the man and found a gun case with two rifles as well as two tire repair cans that are used to hold compressed air but smelled of gasoline. The Meridian resident faces three felony charges for malicious injury to property, attempting to flee from law enforcement, and possession of destructive devices. A news release from the Adams County Sheriff's Office also noted that law enforcement worked with the FBI to execute a search warrant on the man's home in Meridian. Idaho Power provided us with the following written statement over email. It's an ongoing investigation, and law enforcement is handling that part of it. Nobody was injured, thankfully, and we did not experience any customer outages as a result of the incident. Repairs to the damaged equipment at Hell's Canyon have been made, and both plants are online and generating power. Hell's Canyon Road over one of the dams is undergoing temporary closures this month as crews use a crane to clear vegetation from the dam face and to install equipment to test the sluice gates. An Idaho Power spokesperson told Idaho Reports that those closures are part of scheduled routine maintenance and are not related to last week's incident. After reports of similar power substation attacks across the country early in the year, Idaho Reports spoke in January with Director Will Hart from the Idaho Consumer-Owned Utilities Association about grid security and what the industry is doing to ensure the grid stays on. Grid security is always of primary importance. And now, you know, it continues to be and has always been Mother Nature, which is the main threat to the grid security. mitigating against wildfires, preparing for severe storms, and then safely and quickly repairing those outages and keeping the lights on has just always been and continues to be our paramount mission in the electric industry. Now new threats have emerged, uh, cybersecurity and physical security. Uh, There's been an uptake in those threats, and that's something that we're continuously monitoring, assessing, and reevaluating our readiness plans uh, in light of those relatively new or at least more frequent uh, threats to the grid. It involves everything from the, the regular cyber housekeeping that, that all businesses and all utilities should be involved with on a regular basis, implementing new technologies, whether that is uh, within the grid uh, for hardening of our systems uh, and, and on the cybersecurity side as, as well, upgrading systems to prevent the access uh, to our utility that then could go move on to another place on the grid. Those are all things that we incorporate in the industry on a daily basis and are uh, even higher priority now with the, with the uptick in events that, that we've seen happening over the last few months. But yeah, we do, we do have some unique challenges. The terrain, uh, oftentimes the, the rural nature of where critical uh, infrastructure is located. Um, so we're having to reassess and uh, update and, uh, 
and, and really get back into our emergency preparedness plans on how we more specifically, what additional things we can do to protect our system. The rural electric co-ops and the municipal power companies I represent primarily serve in rural parts of the state where uh, you know our customer, we have a lot longer distance and customers per mile. Um, often our critical infrastructure is located outside population areas and quite frankly we have smaller staffs and smaller budgets to work with. But as a whole we're coordinating as an industry and despite the challenges we've been talking about, Idaho does have a lot of resources available. Um, the industry is currently working with the Idaho Office of Energy and Mineral Resources on uh, specific funding for grid resilience and reliability. Uh, those monies, uh, our first round is going out on the ground right now so there's projects, shovel ready projects across the state on grid security being done right now. I spoke on Thursday with Richard Stover, director of the Governor's Office of Energy and Mineral Resources, to get more details about what resources are available to ensure grid resilience. That includes federal funding under the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, sometimes called the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill, as well as some state funding provided by a past legislature. Under the Infrastructure and Jobs Act, there is a program for states called Preventing Outages and Enhancing the Resilience of the Electric Grid. And this is formula funding available to state energy offices, such as the Idaho Governor's Office of Energy and Mineral Resources, to make uh, subgrants for long-term strategic investments into resiliency and uh, modernization efforts into the electric grid. Under this program, uh, our office will receive approximately $25 million over the course of next five years, which we will then subgrant to Idaho's utilities, subject to particular matching requirements from those utilities for grid resilience projects. In addition to that program, the legislature two years ago funded uh, a, uh, a state energy resilient grant program that we have designed to not only essentially mirror the federal program so that we can utilize that fund to help certain utilities that may need some additional support, but also to structure it more specific to some of the unique Idaho needs uh, and uh, that we can direct those funds. So under the state energy resilience grant program, what we looked for were projects that offered a high level of impact towards the goal of grid resilience and that were able to be initiated during the 2022 calendar year. And the eligible recipients were Idaho's three investor-owned utilities and Idaho's 22 uh, public utility providers. And the metrics that we utilized were based on feedback from these industry folks and other experts, uh, and essentially what the guidance that we understand uh, is the goal for the federal preventing outages and enhancing the resiliency of the grid program. And that's particularly related to weatherization technologies, uh, monitoring and control technologies, uh, vegetation management, and wildfire mitigation or resilience efforts. Under the state program, we do have some flexibility to address some security-related uh, improvements. Under the federal program, those guidelines were not set in contemplation of uh, vandalism uh, issues. So 
the first round of state funding that we put out last year didn't specifically target security issues. It was primarily uh, grid resilience efforts such as undergrounding uh, transmission or distribution lines, um, doing some uh, satellite-based vegetation management program in areas that are prone to wildfire. Last year, the, the governor um, did make a recommendation to uh, fund a program here at, at the Opsa Energy uh, Mineral Resources that was designed to uh, help bolster our grid resiliency investments by promoting um, some energy resilience and efficiency technologies for critical facilities like uh, police stations and fire departments and hospitals and evacuation centers. Uh, unfortunately, I was not able to uh, get that funding through, so we'll take a look and see whether we have another opportunity uh, to uh, bolster our investments. You know, the, the governor has is, is, uh, made it known that he's very keen on making um, strategic investments in Idaho's infrastructure, and with the events that are currently happening around the, the country and now here in Idaho, it's, it's more important than ever that we make sure that our uh, grid infrastructure is, is secured and, and uh, quite resilient. Idaho Reports will continue to follow this story as it develops. Make sure you're subscribed to our Friday newsletter for a weekly news roundup delivered right to your inbox. You'll find the link to sign up as well as links to all of our reporting at idahoreports.org. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Presentation of Idaho Reports on Idaho Public Television is made possible through the generous support of the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation, committed to fulfilling the Moore and Bettis family legacy of building the great state of Idaho. By the Friends of Idaho Public Television and by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Hi, I'm Marcia Franklin, the producer and host of Dialogue. For more than 25 years, we've been bringing you conversations that matter. More than 150 of those conversations are with writers, and now you can take them with you wherever you go, while you're walking, around the house, or in the car. Just search for Dialogue with Marcia Franklin on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms, and remember to subscribe so that new shows download automatically. Enjoy.